The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days after the tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. (coughs) Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Where's the Gospel? So we are almost at the end of the liturgical year. The church calendar has 34 weeks in ordinary time. We're in week 33, beginning today and next week with the celebration of Christ the King. That's the last week. And so every year when we near the end of the liturgical year, we have these readings that point to the end times, if you will, and the coming of the Son of Man, Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah. And even in the gospel, as we read today, Jesus was trying to tip people off, trying to give them some signs to look for so that they would know that he is coming. And he said, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. So the things that he was speaking of definitely were meant for the people at that time who were listening to Jesus say these things. But I think it's safe to say, too, that Jesus wants every generation, wanted every generation of Christians to have some kind of awareness of the signs of the times. So that they would not be ignorant or foolish regarding different things that were happening in their day. Because, let's face it, we will always need a Savior. This side of heaven, we will never have paradise. That's why we need a Savior. That's why we need Jesus. Life this side of heaven is never going to be perfect. So we're always going to need Jesus to come again and again. And it's not that he comes the way he came the first time. We understand that. He was born of Mary one time. He walked around Israel one time and he died on the cross one time. He rose from the dead one time. He ascended to the Father one time. But now he's there at the right hand of the Father interceding for us and wanting all of us, his brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the Father, to know that even though we are still working on our salvation here, he has not abandoned us. And whenever we call upon him, he will come. 
Whenever we call upon him, he will come to help. Now, that doesn't mean that everything we want is going to work out the way we want it to work out. And that's always a struggle. That's a mystery. That's where it takes faith and hope in God and his greater plans for us to keep persevering, so to speak. Keep praying, keep hoping, keep loving. So God doesn't want us to be anxious, even though things at times make us anxious. We get worked up about different things at different times because of health or work or politics, right? Church, politics. And, and yet all of these things, I think, just bring us back to one simple fact, and that is we need a savior. I need a savior. I need to be redeemed. I need to be healed. I need to be saved. And so does the world. So it takes us away from self-reliance. Some of us in here have been reading about self-reliance. It takes us away from that. It moves us away from that. It moves us away from relying on ourselves or relying on any human institution for that matter. The solutions to our problems ultimately aren't going to come from some human invention, but rather through God's Inspiration through God's intervention, God intervening, God coming in to save, to lead and guide and direct, to unite, to heal. And that's not a desperate thing. I think that is ultimately a hopeful thing. It may seem desperate at times. We may be in desperate situations, so they appear. Think about the apostles. On Good Friday, do you remember what happened on Good Friday, Caroline? No. Jesus, Jesus died on, the cross. on Good Friday, okay? Now, how do you think his friends felt when they learned that he died on the cross? Sad. Sad. Were they full of hope or were they kind of discouraged? Were they kind of, of, of afraid? What do you think? They all ran away, so that means they were afraid. afraid. Yeah, they all left him except for one. <laughs> St. John, who's pictured there on the right. So most of his friends left him. They ran away. They were afraid. But who was there at the foot of the cross? Mary and John, Mary Magdalene. And so the Lord knows that sometimes we do get scared. That's a human kind of reaction. But then he invites us to look up to him. That looked like a very desperate situation, like a hopeless situation, a very scary scene, right? But that wasn't the end of the story. That wasn't the end of the story. He rose from the dead. That's what we're celebrating today, Sunday. Every Sunday we celebrate the fact that he rose from the dead. So no matter how bleak things look, no matter how hopeless they may seem or feel, we know, we believe, we hope that there is ultimately a victory. We all like to win, right? We all like to be victorious. Well, in Jesus, we are victorious. No matter what happens here and now, we know that we are victorious, that the victory has been won. And so there's our source of hope right there. In our personal lives, the more we invite Jesus to come in to our personal lives. I have these drawings up on the altar today. Some of you know what these are about. 
But the more we open up to the Lord and invite him into our lives, here's another illustration of that. Some of you have seen this one too. This boy up here, he's opening himself up to God and the grace of God. The more we do that, the more that Jesus can heal our hearts and help us to see the truth of who God is and of who we are. And he can fill us with hope. He can fill us with his love. And his perfect love for us drives out all fear. His perfect love for us, as we come to know that more, as we open ourselves up to that more, that casts out all fear. So we pray for that today, that we can open up our minds and our hearts to his perfect love, his providence, his power, his glory more and more so that whatever fears we might be wrestling with in our lives can be cast out and so that we can rest in Jesus. Amen. Amen.